Hello, welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. Very happy to be with you today. It's spring, everybody. It's spring. The season is here. Daylight savings time is in effect. I was walking outside yesterday and noticed that there are buds on trees all around. You can see that they're just about to blossom. Even though we're still going to have some cool days, maybe even some cold days, it is spring. My favorite season, well, I like summer too, but I love spring. And I love it because of the possibilities that come with spring. And I want to say I love it even though I have to take allergy medicine. I don't know about you guys, but spring is a challenge even as it is just exquisitely beautiful. But isn't that how life is? The most beautiful thing is also wrought with some kind of challenge. That's been my experience. You may have incredible moments of complete peace and tranquility and beauty. And on the other side of that, there's some kind of a challenge, something that uh, makes us have to push harder, something that makes us have to value whatever the experience, engagement, whatever it is uh, that's before us, because, because it's um, because we are in a space of juxtaposition, right? There's something good, there's something bad. It's, it's, it's the balance that we're always looking for. And maybe it's not so much bad as there's, I, I say challenge, I'm gonna think of what would another great word be for that. When we, when we want to notice how precious something is, right? If you look to see what is precious in an experience, then you want to protect it. And if something difficult is near it, around it, then you want to make sure that whatever you do is taking care of that you value. And, you know, think about my husband collects rocks and, and crystals and things, and some of them are really large. And I, he was telling me about the crystals recently. And one of the things that he showed is that very often, like we, we, have, a, we have an amethyst, a huge amethyst, and it is surrounded by the hardest rock. And I don't even know when, when folks go out to find these, these uh, minerals and stones, how they know what's on the on the inside of this particular hard, hard rock that is not the beautiful amethyst color, it's just a dark rock. What's inside of that rock is what's precious. And so as we are thinking about the season that we're in, the season of spring, of newness, of possibility, I want us to look for what's precious inside of whatever our experiences are. And, you know, today's focus is spring cleaning because that's what people often do physically to, to, to change the wardrobe out from the winter wardrobe to the spring and summer wardrobe, to refresh whatever the items are in their homes, 
that they don't need to use for this season, to get rid of things that no longer serve them. What often happens, and I think a lot of people did this during this period of um, quarantine because they were home even more. A lot of people discovered things in their homes, in their dwelling spaces that they didn't even realize they had. A treasure was unearthed as they were going through boxes and bags and closets and whatever it might be. Has that happened for you? Did you find something that you considered to be precious among your belongings that was just right there and you didn't even realize it was there? Uh, sometimes my husband calls it shopping in my own closet. You know, he'll say, let me go shop in my own closet, see what I can find. Have you ever done that and discovered something just perfect that you need and you didn't remember that you had? Something precious, something that you value. I want us to think about this notion of spring cleaning and, and uh, discovering something precious that we want to honor in our lives as a goal in this process that many of us undertake of swapping out wardrobes, swapping out sheets and towels, whatever it might be, cleansing, purging, getting rid of things that you don't need anymore. Maybe there's something that's precious, not for you anymore, but for someone else. Maybe the, the need that you had for something is no longer there, but you could imagine who would appreciate whatever this item is that I have discovered, for whom would it be precious? That gifting and re-gifting that can be beautiful if it's done with great intention. So think about it. If you are considering carving out time to go through your belongings, to purge, to let go of anything that isn't serving you anymore, anything that you don't need. But rather than just tossing it, to whom would it be precious? And give it to that person. And as you're going through your items and you're discovering, wow, I haven't seen that in so long. Like I came upon a stack of old photos recently. I was looking for photos because I celebrated my birthday and we were looking for old photos and not all of our photos are in photo albums and so I found this stack of old photos and it was so sweet to go through them to share them with my family to go down memory lane it was a precious experience and I photographed them so that they would also be in my phone because now we have that little computer the phone so that I could look at them when I want to. That was a precious experience in the space of, I was searching, but it's also that same kind of space of searching, clearing the way, creating space to experience and value the treasures that we have. You know, I think her name is Maria Kondo, The Art of Tidying Up. She talks about as you release the things and get rid of the things that no longer serve you, you she suggests 
the ritual of actually thanking them for serving you and expressing out loud your gratitude for whatever the item is, blessing it and saying, and this one may go, whereas another one may stay. But the, the, the honoring of each item as you release it or keep it can be a spiritual practice, can help you to value your possessions and your experiences that much more because you're paying attention. You're consciously paying attention to what is in front of you rather than, you know, doing this and, oh, I've got to get this done. I have to get finished. I'm just going to dump all this stuff. Take a little extra time and tend to the items that you are going to offer to the universe, offer to a particular individual, and see how it makes you feel. It's going to make you feel good, I promise, because you are bringing your conscious awareness to a very important part of life, release. If we hold on to everything, then it is unhealthy. It's unhealthy for our environment. It's unhealthy for our being. If we release things on a regular basis, things that are not necessary anymore, that no longer serve us, that are standing in the way of a clear path for us, we release them with love and grace and conscious awareness. And even better, if we release them into the possession of someone else who will value them, we participate in this beautiful cycle of life of giving, receiving, releasing, offering. It's beautiful. Now I want to take this notion this of spring cleaning one step deeper. Because spring cleaning can be something that you do spiritually too, within your being, within your thoughts, words, and deeds, within your relationships. Are there relationships that no longer serve you that would be good for you to release? Are there thoughts that no longer serve you that you can release and truly release and just not go back to? When you find yourself veering back down a path of thinking something that doesn't serve you, of holding on to a grudge holding on to a memory that brings you pain? How often do you do that? How often do you press repeat in your mind, in your spirit, repeat about something that happened in your life sometime long ago that is past? How often do you dredge that back up? How, do you keep that? So you know I was talking about the beautiful um, amethyst that my husband has and how it, it's, it's framed inside of this hard shell. Well, do you keep those negative things inside of the beautiful crystal of your heart and you stuff them in there and then it gets crusty and dirty and not good? 
and then you can't see the crystal anymore? Do you do that? Do you ever do that? And I'm going to tell you, I have. I will. I was watching um, Morning Joe this morning before uh, coming on to be with you, and they were talking about forgiveness. And it was really, really interesting. Um, you may know the story, the young woman who recently became the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. And she, th there were tweets that she had written 10 years ago when she was 17 that were unkind. And she got called out rightfully. Rightfully, I'll say, because they were wrong. They were unkind. And she apologized with great um, uh, honesty. She apologized. She said it's something that she regretted that she'd ever written, even thought. Ultimately, there was such a firestorm that she lost her job. And I was watching this segment on Morning Joe, and they were talking about it. And there was an article in The Atlantic kind of unpacking this scenario and saying that we've gotten to the point in our country where we don't forgive each other for our, trans our um, transgressions. And we're in this space of cancel culture in which we now live. It's so easy for someone to do something wrong and be obliterated. Sometimes when people do things that are wrong, it's too bad to recover from. One of the points that was made about this Teen Vogue scenario is she said these things when she was a teenager. Teenagers make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but teenagers in particular can make some big mistakes. And they were suggesting that she probably would have been a great person to talk to the teen audience of Teen Vogue to help them work through mistakes that they have made, things they've said that were wrong. And yet she was ultimately not given the chance. She no longer has that job. Some will have forgiven her, many have not. Okay, why did I mention that? Because forgiveness is something that allows you to let go. It allows you to be able to look at another with whom you've had some kind of painful engagement and offer your heartfelt forgiveness. This happened, I'm sorry it happened, what you did to me was unkind, unfair, whatever it might be. What I did to you may have been those things. But let's, from a heart-to-heart -heart connection, let go. Let go of the pain, proceed to move forward, literally offer forgiveness. Because when you offer forgiveness, you are free. Okay, so I wanted to tell you my story. Painful story that took me way too long to practice forgiveness. That's why I'm telling it. I was very close to a girl when from kindergarten to seventh grade, I considered her my best friend. And I was really awkward as a kid, tall, skinny, four eyes, but not cute four eyes, awkward in my own skin, excellent student, but sort of awkward. 
and not a whole lot of self-confidence, at least sometimes. And I was really self-conscious about um, having good grades because kids sometimes would tease me. So I didn't talk about that. So one day in the seventh grade, um, what I recall is my teacher asked me to stay back for a moment. She, she had posted on the board for everyone to see that I had gotten an A on whatever this was. She wanted to talk to me. I stayed back and talked to her. And there was a group of girls that I used to walk with from class to class. And they went ahead. And as soon as I finished with the teacher, I ran out to catch up with them. And I called out to them. I don't know, there were six or seven girls. I called out to them. Nobody answered. I ran to catch up with them. When I got to them, this whole group of girls, my friends, did not look at me, did not speak to me, did not speak to me for the rest of the day. It was devastating. And so I went, you know, to class and finished the day, but literally they didn't talk to me for the rest of the day, my friends. I later learned that the one who I thought was my best friend, I was told was the ringleader of this, that she had decided that there should be one day a week or something like that, that they that they shouldn't speak to me. This person who I thought was my best friend, not only cut off our friendship, but took all of my friends away. This was the most devastating thing that could have happened. I was hurt. I was, I didn't know what to do. I told my mother, she said, sometimes you just have to walk away. Literally, I changed my class site. I had we had chosen classes together, all of our electives. I changed the language that I learned so that I could extricate myself from uh, these people who had annihilated me psychically. It was painful, and I want to tell you that I clearly haven't forgotten, but I, I, I kind of rebuilt my life in a sense. I stopped. I wasn't friends with any of them anymore. I cut my hair. Um, I started modeling. You know, I started doing things that were just in a completely different vein. But I never forgot and I never forgave. And many, 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 many years later, a dear friend of mine from home was saying to me, you know, you, you should really forgive her. You should say something to her. And not like we talked about this much, but occasionally. And I reached out to her because she lives in New York as well. And we met and I told her what I remembered and how her I had been. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Harriet, but I don't remember. That was so infuriating to me. How could she not remember? I've been holding on to this for like 30 years. It sounds so stupid when I say it now, but I didn't know how to heal my heart. I couldn't figure it out. After talking to her and realizing that I was the one holding on to it, she wasn't. I had so many years of this being like, like the crystal that something got dashed into this pain 
that I had not released fully. I was the only one feeling it. Forgiveness, release is for you. You and whoever might be part of that experience. But I'm here to tell you, it was, it, it was infuriated. I was infuriated with myself when I realized I've held on to this for what? She apologized. She said, but I don't remember, but I'm sorry if I hurt you. Me holding on to it was holding on to a wound that I didn't allow to heal. And so spring cleaning, you guys, includes letting go of memories, experiences, uh, engagements, that occurred in the past that may have hurt you, but that are in the past. Letting go, releasing the things from the past so that you are free to be in the present without the burden of those things, weighing you down, weighing your spirit down. It's so important. And I, I'm telling you, I process that after that encounter, which was a number of years ago, I processed it more to really learn how could I be better to myself in, in these moments from here on out. How can I release, release, find peace, be at peace with myself and not hold on to things that holding on to it is not possibly going to make you better. Has anything like that happened to you? Another thing Al Sharpton said is he was leading a rally some years ago in Brooklyn, I think. And out of nowhere came a young man running up to him fast and he stabbed him. And Sharpton said that even though this man tried to kill him, he forgave him. And not only did he, in his mind, forgive him, he went to court when the man was on trial, young white male, and spoke out and asked for leniency for him, like get him in a program where he can learn not to practice hate. He doesn't need to go to jail, get him some help. He was put in jail anyway even though Sharpton pled for leniency for him. Sharpton said he went to the jail, to prison, to visit the man and to tell him he forgave him. And he says he did that for himself. He needed to let go. He needed to not hold on to the anger, whatever he might, might have been swirling within him, he needed to be able to let that go and to make sure that that young man knew that from his heart to him that he offered forgiveness. That's a lot. And that's what is needed in order to fully clean your spirit and your heart of experiences, of memories, of engagements that 
no longer serve you, that may have caused you pain, that need to go. When you let it go, when you release it and, and cleanse your spirit of it and don't welcome it back, then you have space for the sparkling crystal to shine. It works. I'm here to tell you that it's difficult because sometimes we can believe that there are things that are unforgivable. I'm saying forgive anyway. When it seems just unbearably difficult, that's when you dig in deeper and you just you pray and you offer it up to the universe and ask God to take it away, whatever the pain is, whatever the discomfort is. Ask for help to release whatever is not serving you, whatever you feel clingy around. Ask for grace in order to be able to release it. Sometimes with these really difficult experiences, without conscious uh, awareness of asking for grace, welcoming grace in, you can't do it because it's just too hard. It's, you know, it, it could be like back to this crystal imagery, you know, the, the, the outer shell is so hard, it seems impenetrable. But if you allow yourself to keep chipping away, chipping away, that beautiful crystal will show itself eventually. So it's about perseverance, not giving up. And I want to say this that we're talking about can go very, very deep. It's, it certainly did for me with that scenario with my friend. Uh, there was so much pain around that. I've only told you the high, the high notes. Um, I'll share one more because it gives you a sense of how deeply ingrained this was in my psyche. This happened when I was 13. And I made a promise to God that I would not have children because of that. Because I knew as much as my parents loved me, they couldn't protect me from that kind of pain that I felt, then I didn't want to bring a child into the world to experience such pain and I could not protect the child. Literally, I made a promise with God that I would, be, I would grow up and be a good person, but I wasn't going to have kids. I do have a child who I had when I was 42 years old. I wasn't planning on having a child. God said, you're going to have a child. <laughs> and my husband and I are so grateful that we do. But I was, I had made up my mind. I'd made this pact with God as a child, 13-year-old. But I held on strong for that reason. And I will never forget, like, the, from my daughter's birth up until 13, Part of my conscious awareness was ensuring that she was spiritually fortified, that she had the 
inner strength to be able to withstand anything that happens at that time. Because for a lot of kids, that's a time when kids can be mean to each other. And I prayed and prayed. And when she got to 13, she had her troubles, but not like mine. And that's not to say you can protect your children from everything you cannot. But I almost didn't have a child for the wrong reason. I was scarred so deeply by what happened with being having all of my friends extricated from me and being alone that uh, I just, the pain was so deep that I didn't know how to recover from it. You could have an experience that is painful like that. Some of you who are here with me right now could easily have something far worse. Who knows? Not judging it. Just saying if there's pain in your life, in your memory, in your history, no matter how deep the pain is, you can offer it up, offer it up to the light and ask for it to be taken away. It doesn't mean the experience didn't happen, but the pain, you can release that pain. It is possible. I know it's possible because I did it. And I wish I'd done it many years prior, but I held on for a long time. Now we can let go in this space of spring cleaning. Let go of whatever is hurting you. Ask God to help you let it go. I promise you, it is so much better on the other side of that pain. Possibilities show themselves when you release pain. Opportunities present themselves when you clear a path. Both a physical path and a spiritual path. Spring cleaning of the spirit is something that is so important, so valuable, so necessary for us as spiritual beings to be free, to step into the fullness of who we are and to be willing to let go of things that we've been holding on to for all the wrong reasons. Are you ready to let go? I hope so. I want to invite you to just think about one thing that you're holding on to that you do not need to anymore. What one thing might that be? I want you to think deeply on it. You could start with something light, but go as deeply as you are ready to go. Find something that you've been holding on to that doesn't serve you, that has caused you pain, has caused you discomfort. Identify it, offer it up to the light, ask God to take it away. And then be conscious about not welcoming it back. 
You can learn a lesson from the experience, but you do not have to hold on. Release the energy, release the emotion, release the pain. Allow yourself to heal. Forgive yourself for holding on for so long. That's another one. That's, I was embarrassed at myself for holding on to this for so long. When I say it now, still, I, I remember it. I feel it when, as I share with you. But also, like, really, Harriet? You held on? Why? And my dear friend just would say to me, you, you don't have to. You can let it go. You can forgive her. And you can forgive yourself. And she said that to me for so many years. Here and there, it would come up. I have let it go, and I feel all the better for it. I promise you, as difficult as it may seem, it is worth it, and you can do it. So the work, part of Dream Leapers Inspiration is if we, we want to leap into our greatness, we want to be the best that we can be. We want to have the ability to identify our dreams and walk toward them and make them manifest. We have to get rid of the stuff that is standing in our way. You can't hold on to everything and leap at the same time. So what we do here together, my intention is for to inspire you to become as free as you can so that you have space to create the life and the world in which you want to live. It is possible. And day by day, little by little, we get closer by continuing to do the work. So I hope this is valuable to you. I hope that what we talked about today will inspire you to clean your house, both your physical house and your spiritual house. I'm working on mine, and I trust that you will work on yours. It is worth it. So until next time, I just thank you, thank you, thank you for spending this time with me. Spend time with yourself. Do the work. You will appreciate yourself for having done it. Until we meet again, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.